And we're back. It's Monday. And you know what that means. It's your boy Jordan here, my homie Nick. And we're back with the first episode of 2021 of the Go Home Show. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. There's all kinds of fucking hillbillies trying to climb my house and I'm hitting them with bats and hitting them with brakes <laughs> to get them off the house. And don't these people have jobs? Yeah, that's that's what they were saying before. I guess it kind of it's crazy how the, the roles reverse, isn't it? <laughs> In it. Hey, well, we're still living in a crazy world. 2020 ended, but the craziness hasn't. But hey, we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show, man. It's been a while. It's like a week off for holidays. You were having some family time and yep. decided to, t- and with the, all of the news about Brody Lee, we decided to just take the, let that breathe because I, I felt like we couldn't break that show, show down any better than what they did. Like, <laughs> It was just a perfect tribute, man. Yeah, you said it best. Um, just there was nothing really you could do a review on that about because it spoke for itself. Like it's hard to watch that thing, man. Like we were both texting, and it was just like a tearjerker from the beginning. Absolutely, and, uh, very, very well done. So, yeah, definitely that was probably not even probably that was the best wrestling tribute show I've ever seen. So, yeah, That's- definitely much respect to them but that's how you do it exactly exactly it's been, it's it's sorry this is, i'll end it with this but um unless you want to add something but it's funny that a company that just starts up and they got financial backing you yeah. know but they don't have a billion dollar backing and they still are like this was our friend and this was our our guy like we're this is the whole show is just for him Meanwhile, WWE has, what, four shows, five shows? Yep. And it's like you can't do one thing for yeah. a guy that, that you know? Now, I can't remember the last guy that died that was on the roster that was like this, you know what I mean? They would I, have this. Last time I remember being like this impactful was Eddie. Yep. And and back then they did do it, but I think it's just the fact that he didn't work at the company anymore. And I think, I, which is not an excuse, but I, I'm glad that they let AEW do it though, because it was, I think it was the best way for it to be done. Because even like all the wrestlers from WWE were saying like how beautiful it was, and yeah. the fact that they AEW got to do all of that was it was, it was crazy, man. It, it was cool to see all the pictures of current WWE wrestlers on the show too, just kind of breaking down the uh, the territorial war lines whatever you want to call it just showing a celebration of a, a man that they, uh, we're all right very close to yep yep but yeah man let's uh fast forward into 2021 and here we are and <laughs> it's been a crazy week of wrestling there was so many shows so many great matches so many so little so, time <laughs> yes so little time so many matches so many shows but before we get into all those shows there is some unfortunate news that was announced by wwe today the current wwe champion drew mcintyre had tested positive for covid and he's in quarantine right now it it sucks for drew uh hopefully he he did a promo on raw that's currently happening apparently he's asymptomatic so he's feeling fine but hopefully it stays that way and hopefully he gets a, a negative result soon and he can get back to doing what he does best safely yeah definitely shout out to him and uh yeah stay safe wear a mask not to say he wasn't but yeah definitely yeah wear a mask. exactly we say it every show and 
it it still rings true, <laughs> even in 2021, because it ain't gone away yet. Yep. But uh, speaking of not going away yet, New Japan Pro Wrestling is as good as ever, man. They they ain't going nowhere. And this weekend, or not even this weekend, Monday and Tuesday last week <laughs> was Wrestle Kingdom 15, man. And what a just a banger of two shows. Great matches down the cards. And I'm going to run down the card for both nights. Uh, I actually stayed up both nights to watch the shows, which completely ruined my sleep schedule. I, I requested off work for the two days because I knew I wanted to watch these shows live. And Nice. I don't, I don't uh, regret it at all because it was, it was a really fun time. Me and Aaron stayed up watching them, and man, that's dedication, baby. Hey, I love this sport. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna run down the, the card of night one, and I know I I sent you some matches that I. Were, yeah, you were, sent me your uh, your greatest hits, let's say, of the two nights. Yeah, exactly. And so I watched those. Two nights ago, yeah, definitely. So I'll I'll uh, let you chime in for the matches that you heard, but yeah, definitely. It opened up with the uh, <laughs> the New Japan Rambo, which is always fun. It's their Rumble gimmick that they do, but this year's was different. So the final four of the Rambo this year went on tonight too to be in a fatal four way for the 2021 King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. Mm, okay. And this was a star-studded cast, of, as always. They had Tiger Mask in there. They had Yuji yeah. Nagata. They had Tomohiro. Was the Tiger Mask the black one or the, like black, the black mask? Black Tiger was Rocky Romero. It was just a regular Tiger Mask. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, the, 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 most, the most recent uh, Black Tiger was Rocky Romero. That's right. Okay. And then they did it. One year, they did an anime match. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that was crazy. I think that was what I'm thinking of. It was like a t- that might have been like a black tiger mask versus. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it was. Or something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But that's a good transition because not only was Tiger Mask in there, but Azuka, Rocky Romero was in there. <laughs> nice. We had, uh, like I said, Tomohiro Ishii the Stone Pitbull. No neck. <laughs> we had the, the man himself, the king. Minoru Suzuki. Hell yeah. <laughs> I saw your eyes wide. It was not Nick Gage, unfortunately. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? Who's <laughs> the king of this shit? Oh, my God. Imagine Tomohiro Ishii and Nick Gage going at it. Fuck. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be a good match. That'd be crazy. But they they had everybody in there. He was on this. Yeah, of course. He had to be. He had to get the Kaze. <laughs> he didn't want to be a lonely warrior tonight. Hey, he's not a lonely warrior tonight because he was in there with 20 other people just throwing, throwing bows. But the, yep. if it ended up being the final four of <laughs> the rogue general, Bad Luck Folly, mm. the crown jewel, Chase Owens, Bushi, oh. and the, the last man to enter the ring. And also the last man to win was Toriano, but I, I I misspoke. He didn't even have to enter the ring because he as he was making his entrance, there was there was four people in the ring and one of them got eliminated. So he got to the gate, dude got eliminated, and since it was the final four, he just turned right back around. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you you love to see Toriano getting the win without even having to enter the ring. All right. <laughs> He just shrugged his shoulders and kept running. 
Keanu Reeves, man. But the main card started off hot with a, a match to where the winner would move on to night two for a match against Taiji Shimori for the IWGP Junior A Heavyweight Championship. And, it, and this match was a banger, man. It was none other than the ticket time on Hiromu Takahashi against the headbanger El Phantasmo. And LP debuted his theme song done by none other than the homie uh, Tom from Tom Williams from Stray. And oh, yeah. uh, it was it's kind of like a mashup. It was him, the dude Rick from This Is Hell, and some like dubstep producer. They all worked on it together. But oh, cool. It's Damn, crazy. Hell, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But it's insane that Tom's he's a huge fan. Like we had him on the show and he loves this just as much as I we do. And I would be marking out if my a song I worked on got debuted at the at the Tokyo Dome. Oh dude, that's it. It's wow. That's um a bucket list thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Modest, keep it modest. But yeah, man, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to LP for reaching out to the homie to do that. LP's a hardcore dude apparently, which I, I guess you could kind of tell you this whole headbanger gimmick, but like, yeah, but you never, how, you never know. How that's you never know. Exactly. Yeah. But this match was fun, man. Uh, they started off with a shotgun drop kick through the gate. So like, you know how they had the gate around the ring, like the fence around the ring. Yep. <laughs> they started the match and then LP immediately went out the ring and started taunting and everything. And Herman said, all right, but <laughs> runs around the apron and just shotgun drops, kick, kicks him through the gate. Oh God. <laughs> the first move of the match. Dude, that gate's dangerous, man. I always think it's going to smack somebody in the head. <laughs> exactly. When gets Irish whipped into it or something. But yeah, this match is really fun. Uh, LP, he was working this gimmick here where I th- I think he's supposed to have a loaded boot and he's been going for super kicks. It- mm-hmm. <laughs> he- he's he literally got a loaded heel, such a heel tactic. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's real heel heat right there, brother. Literally. <laughs> Dr. D, David, Sh- David Scholes. Oh, get it? ELP David Scholes. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. I'll see you later. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, this match was fun. But of course, it's taking time. I ended up picking up the win here to move on to night two. Hiromu was just another level, man. He's one of the most entertaining guys to watch because he's just full of charisma and he's so weird. <laughs> yeah, he's so odd. Yeah, remember when he. What did he do the last time where he was just like screaming in the ring? Yeah. Oh, was that when evil that was when evil <laughs> turned, right? Evil turned it. He was like right. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hero was insane. What a mad man. <laughs> he used to come out with Daryl. Yeah, remember Daryl? Is he Darryl. still coming out with Daryl? No, but shout, shout out to Daryl Happen. He, he came out in the most insane entrance attire. I can't ima- I can't describe it. It was like it was like, you know those things that kids wear as pajamas but like they're like giant robes but like super big it was like a mix between a giant robe and like a mascot suit okay <laughs> it, oh, was, Darryl? it was like a daryl mix with like a monster i don't even know what it was but he looked insane and it looked super comfy hell yeah <laughs> he's a maniac man <laughs> but but we had more Bullet Club in the next match for the uh, IWGP t- heavyweight tag titles. We saw the Gorillas of Destiny c- clean face Tama Tonga, which is so weird to see. <laughs> I did see that. That was crazy. I'm like, who is this? And then I look, I'm like, oh, wait, that, yeah, it's Tama Tonga. What the fuck? He looks so different. <laughs> it's a whole different Definitely. dude. And of course, he was with his brother Tonga Loa taking on the current tag team champions, the dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. 
this match was really fun, man. Uh, it was a lot of Bullet Club shenanigans, and in the end, the Gorillas of Destiny get their first win at the Tokyo Dome, which is insane to hear. <laughs> They've lost. That is crazy. I did not know that. It's wild, but they use the uh, the Iron Glove to win, which is a it's technically Suzuki Goon's gimmick, but they kind of stole it. Not stole it, but like they stole it from Suzuki Goon to use it in the match, and then they took it after the match. So they kind they kind of like feuding over the glove now, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like a little radiator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. Hey, it probably don't feel good, good to get hit with. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. But yeah, they ended up winning, and they 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 probably got in trouble for this, but they they left through the crowd, which I'm sure they were not supposed to do. Oh yeah, but the the dome was packed too, man. Yes. I mean, everybody's wearing a mask. Sixteen thousand, I think the number was. Wow. So yeah. Japan must be like good. No, they they went back and locked down again. I think. Ooh, that's <laughs> I mean, it was all masked, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they, the lockdown happened like two days after Wrestle Kingdom. Oh shit! I I think that's what it was. I think I saw something like that. I saw uh, Makiito from Stardom post something like that. Okay. Talk, talking about it. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, shout out to God. Those those dudes are like super nice. I met them at Starcast. They're just super funny dudes. Tamatango was trying to convince me to become a wrestler. He said, "You're a big boy, man. What are you doing?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. I, I don't got any bumps left in me. Nah, you got bumps, bro. You got hella bumps. And you met Haku, didn't you, too? Yeah, it was, I, there's a picture. It's a, It was me, Aaron, and my dad, and we met oh, yeah. Haku Love and, that picture. and G.O.D. It was sick. So dope. So sick. Haku's crazy, man. Shout out to Haku. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking head off. Maybe that, uh, wasn't it Andre that was, like, not scared of him, but, like... Wouldn't mess with him. He was like, I ain't fucking with him. <laughs> yeah, no insane. way, no peanuts. <laughs> But before the next match, man, we got a there's a promo package playing, and it's uh, something along the lines of uh, "and hell follow with them," and it's just like some crazy quote happened. And then John Moxley appears on the stage, not on the oh, stage, but on on the screen, holding the and the New Japan U.S. Heavyweight Championship, and he says, "Whoever wins this next match, I'm still here. You thought I was gone, but I'm the bookie man, and I'm coming to get you." Damn, I'm the bookie man. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I was going to say, he's called the whole gimmick. And then he ate a bunch of worms. <laughs> he didn't say exactly that, but he did call himself the boogeyman. He said he did say he's coming. So, it's, oh, okay. He basically just, I'm boogeyman. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> His gimmick in front of brother. But this next match was a banger, man. It was Kenta, the man who's holding the uh, IWGP US title shot contract briefcase, going against Mr. Bread Club, Kojima. Shout out to the break club one time. <laughs> one time only. <laughs> Dude, Kojima can still go. They were beating the hell out of each other, man. Kojima. He hit him with a cozy Larry right to the mouth at one point. I was like, oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> Kojima does not care. This dude, he, it's insane. He, he Like, of the, uh, what do you want to call him? Like, the grandpa division of New Japan? Like, the, all yeah. the other guys? Yeah. the See, that's what I would assume. When you say ramble, I would that's what I picture is yeah. all just like yeah, yeah, all the old guys. It, but him and him and Nagata are the two I think that can really still go. Yeah, out of those, out of that core group right there. But this match is awesome. But of course, Kenta, he has to go to sleep, and that's what Nagata or Kojima does because you ain't getting out of that. You ain't kicking out. No. 
So Kenta versus John Moxie is still happening. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> hopefully soon. Kenta's go ahead. Kenta's on his way back to the U.S. I think he might be back in the U.S. now. So yeah, he posted a picture at the airport. Yeah, terminal. Yeah. So hey, ho- hopefully that match happens soon because I'm very excited for that. Fuck yeah! So next we got the uh, first representation of the Empire on Wrestle Kingdom, where we saw the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi take on none other but the main man the great oh god <laughs> that's the big dog right there this man's crazy he comes out with the question mark on his face and he does the little that shit's dope man this man's crazy he I just moved. see that all the time in Samurai Showdown I don't know why <laughs> but that was like the ref that always had that thing on his face hey it's cool <laughs> he looks crazy he has cool presentation he does look cool I like that shit this match was really fun man uh Okan got a lot more in it, in it than I thought he would because I, I know they're pushing him, but it's, it's Tanahashi. But they right. Tanahashi gave him a lot, but in the end, the Ace ain't losing that Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, he lost to Jericho last year, but that's Chris Jericho. <laughs> right, right, right. He, he got to go Ace this year. Exactly. He hit two high five flows, and that's it. That's two of them. You're not getting up, buddy. Sorry, no. Great Okan. It's all air guitar from there on, baby. Exactly. Hey, he he's he when he was leaving, he gave air hugs to the fans. Just kind of. Oh, like, nice. <laughs> he loves them all. He loves them all. Ace for the people. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the Empire, man, next we got a match that I told you to watch, and I'm glad you did. Hiroshi Tanahashi, or I just said the wrong person, <laughs> Kazushiko <laughs> Okada <laughs> against the Ariel, or what is his new name? The Commonwealth Kingpin, Will Ospreay. I didn't even hear that was like his new nickname. Yeah, he's not the aerial assassin no more. He says, I'm a heavyweight now. <laughs> Commonwealth Kingpin? Yeah. I'm not feeling that. It's very British. Yes. <laughs> it's very I mean, British. None of his moves is the Pip-Pip Cheerio, so. Yeah, for sure. He, he does have the Pip-Pip <laughs> Cheerio and the Cheeky Nandos. The Cheeky Nandos, yeah. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, how good is this match? Oh, man. This was, a, you gave me a list, like, here, just watch these matches. Like, you watch, I'm going to watch the whole thing eventually, but here's the highlights. And this was the first match I watched. And honestly, this might have been, mm, I mean, it could have been easily the main event. Yeah, it could have been. I'll say that. I'll say that for sure. I won't go as far as say it was better than the main event, but definitely could have been. It was longer than the, the main event of night one. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, these guys, it was like a grudge match, um, obviously, because Osprey turned on Okada and shit, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was nuts. There like, was so much in here. Dude, dude, that, yeah, a lot. You Go ahead, yeah. That suplex that he did to the, the uh, announce table, or he like went over the Ooh. over the barricade to the table. Dude, those we tables. We don't know how Japanese tables are. They're, there's no give. It. Okada's a big dude to be hitting the table like that. It looked like it hurt so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, man. And that dude's like six five, six. Yeah. Seven. He's a big boy. So like for him to do take that bump is on that and those tables aren't big. Yeah, they're not big and they don't they don't move. Like it, the table did not break. It, it it caved in a little bit, but it didn't break, which, eh. which says a lot because <laughs> like I said, he's a big boy, so there's a lot of weight coming down on that. Did not break. Yeah. Um geez. Yeah. Thank Speaking God they have a 20 count. Yeah, exactly. 
Speaking of him being a big boy, man, there's that one sequence when he, when both of them are sprinting full speed off the ropes, like going back and forth. And Okada can move. He doesn't show it often, but that dude was hauling. He was running so fast. Oh, yeah. There's, this is just great, man. Uh, at one point, Osprey hits the spinning. He hits the, uh, that's incredible, the spinning tombstone. Shout out to Justin, just incredible one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hits the spinning tombstone, and then he hits a rainmaker. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But it's not enough. But one thing that killed me was Okada hitting the spinning tombstone and then going straight to the money clip. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, he loves that money clip. He's out here clipping people. Well, the, the commentators were saying that he hasn't hit the Rainmaker in a long time. Yeah, he didn't hit it once in the entire G1. That's crazy. They yeah. said he just used the money clip the whole time? Yep, yep. He just used the money clip the whole time. But he brought out the Rainmaker here, and he no, rain, no Rainmaker needed. <laughs> it was needed tonight on this night because he killed Osprey with it. He laid it yes. on it. He said, "It's gonna be the finish, and you're gonna take this." <laughs> <laughs> he laid that thing on him, man. Kazushiko Okada, the Rainmaker, best wrestler on the planet, in my opinion. Best dropkick on the planet. That's for damn sure, dude. It, it, the fact that, he, like we said, he's six five, and he gets the most insane height on the like just a picture perfect dropkick is. It's insane. Right. Every he, time, too. Yeah, he doesn't miss. Dude is insane. But he got, he got the win here. And that moves us on to the main event of night one. Kota Ibushi, the golden star, against the Tranquilo one, Tetsuya Naito, for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship match. And it's just, it's, this match was insane. This zero regard for their necks is the first thing I'll say. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely Ibushi. He don't give a fuck. Hey, he was on his quest to become God, and this was his first step in it. And man, oh man, did he he cement that legacy here because he was going crazy, dude. That there's one spot where they're on the apron, and I don't even I don't understand how he did it. The like the hurricane run into the floor. Oh yeah, it was like um, it was like they both jumped. It, like thinking back on it. I don't know about you, but in my head, it literally is like they're floating in the air. It looks like it, yeah. <laughs> he just does it, and they both fall onto the floor. It but. was insane because, like, he they both he jumped and like it wasn't a thing where he grabbed the hurricane around before he jumped. He jumped and then grabbed him when the hurricane around out of midair, like snatched him. It was like a very, a very uh, snappy hurricane around. Like it was yes. very explosive. It was insane. And he landed. He landed like okay too. I saw that. I'm like, that's was, crazy. What are, that's a risky move for sure. It, it was. He, they, he had to pull it out, though. It's the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. And man, this was wild. Uh, Naito ends up hitting the Destino. Abushi kicks out. Abushi hits the Kamagoye. And Naito kicks out. And I was surprised by that. But he hits, he hits the Bamaye, which is the uh, Kinshasa. His little shout out to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. And then he hits another Kamagoye. And that's all it took. He is God. Almost. Hey, almost. He's he's, ha- he's he's halfway there. And after the match, of course, Switchblade Jay White comes out and he talks a little bit of trash. And that leads up to the match next the next night, which we'll start the next night right here. And it opened up Tori Toriano against Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Bushi for the uh King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. This this is a, a, a comedy match to start off the show, but the, the, the standout spot to me was <laughs> <laughs> the Bullet Club trying to do the finger poke of doom, but they tried to do the two speed of doom. <laughs> on the who? On the 
face hit <laughs> hit uh Fale with the two sweet yeah. on his chest. <laughs> Fale fell, but of course the pink got broken up. But it was just uh, it's damn. Fale's gotta do the job. Yeah, it's the big Fale's guy. Fale's gotta be Nash. The big guy's gotta do the job. It's, oh, wait, who did? Yeah, Nash did the job. Nash, Nash or Hogan, yeah. Yep. What on God's green earth <laughs> would make you want to lay down for Hulk Hogan? Hey, yeah, for real. Ow, not me. <laughs> I love that. That Flair promo to me, because you know that promo is fr- about that. About yeah. He's talking about yet, And that whole thing is up there with the whole like uh, limousine riding jet flying promo. That is, it is a really good one. It is a very ah, good man, one. That's so good. <laughs> that nature boy. <laughs> mean. Woo. By God. Gene. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you gotta love the nature boy, but yeah, man, Toriano ended up picking up the win here. So not only was he the king of pro wrestling 2020, he is also the king of pro wrestling 2021. Nice. This, this dude is unstoppable. He, <laughs> like, come on, what, what, what can I say? He's, he's the guy. He's the king he's of pro good. wrestling. He's, he's number he's one. DVDs. He's got all the stuff. He's got all the bootlegs <laughs> for you. Yes, sir. So next, we move on to the first title match of the night because that's a trophy. That's not a title. <laughs> this right. year was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship, which saw the uh, the current champions, El Desperado and Yoshinibu Kanemaru, taking on Taguchi and the main man, Master Wado. Grandmaster Wado's out here going crazy, getting the title <laughs> shot at Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. This dude's insane. This is, this is a, a decent match. Uh, it's it definitely a, a very uh, pre-show, not pre-show, but like early early in the show match. Gotcha. But uh, kind of Maru and El Desperado ended up picking up the win here. Master Wado, he's he's not he's on the crest to be the Grandmaster, and he hasn't figured it out yet. I guess <laughs> <laughs> he's still uh, yeah still searching. I guess he's still searching. But speaking of searching, man, I was searching for this next match, and I've been waiting for it. And I've been I've been waiting. I've been dreaming about it. I've been <laughs> I've been waiting days, <laughs> nights, seconds, hours. Damn. This next match for the never open weight championship, man. Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This was insane. It was an insane match. Like, oh, dude, they beat the hell out of each other. And yes. The cool part is of course in Japan right now with the pandemic, you can't they can't they're not allowing the fans to cheer. They can just clap. So it's kind of quiet at times, and you can hear every single forearm and Dude, they were lighting each other up. <laughs> These were the meatiest of men slapping meats. Yes, they were. And, dude, Jeff Cobb's got to be the strongest man in wrestling. Oh, God, dude. Both these guys were a lot. Yeah, Jeff Cobb especially. But, like, right in the beginning of the match, well, towards the beginning of the match when they were outside the ring, Cobb puts on, a, I think it was a belly-to-belly. Belly. Yeah, belly-to-belly. Belly. He tosses him like he's literally like He tosses him like a fucking doll, bro. Like, he was just... <laughs> in the replay, he's just like upside down. Yeah. And just yeah, like flying away like a balloon. I'm like, how... This is a giant man. This is like a 300... <laughs> exactly. What would you say? 300-pound man? I'd say minimum 225, 250. Like, he, this dude is yeah. built. Like, Chingo is a, a thing. Chingo's dude. never been thrown like that. I'll tell you that. Dude, he threw him like... <laughs> I was like, oh my god, how did he and Jeff Cobb's not a big dude. Like he's a, he's a stocky dude, but he's not like yeah. a tall he 
It's ridiculous. Those Olympic, this guy dude, can do. those Olympic refs, like amateur guys. Yeah. Are, I mean, really just the high level wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, amateur wrestlers, which is insane that it's the other way around, basically. <laughs> those guys are like a whole nother breed because he represented Guam in the Olympics. Yeah. Yep. He, he sure did. And nuts. That's so crazy, that level. He, he, dude, this match was insane. They that that suplex was the first part. That's where they kind of kicked it in the second gear. Like, all right, it's time to go. Right, this, this, he did that, dude. The pumping bomber Shingo hit Jeff Cobb with that exploded this man's nose was disgusting. I was wondering when that happened. That's what it was from. Yeah, he hit him with the pumping bomber, just strong layered right to the face. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was gushing immediately. I was like, oh, my God. They are he not. He literally, like, blew it onto his hand. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> his brain came out. Yeah, damn near, man. This was insane. Jeff Cobb hits a standing moonsault power slam on this man. <laughs> How? The laws of physics don't exist in this really movie. It does not make sense, dude. And he hit the tour of the islands. The way they did the story was cool, though, because Shingo started working over Jeff Cobb's knee. Bef- mm. Before he hit the tour of the islands, and when he hit the tour of the islands, he landed hard on his knee, so he couldn't make the cover. So that's what that's what saved saved the match for Shingo because he hits the he hits another crazy pumping bomber, dude. The second one right before the finish, he literally hit Jeff Cobb so hard that he did like a shoot wound salt. Like <laughs> yes, like he shouldn't be able to do a standing moon salt like that because he it's like almost I don't know sometimes when. You get turned inside out. A guy yeah. will kind of lean into it. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. you can lean into it, and it kind of looks like a you spin off. You know, like you get turned inside out. Like this the, the, the Rikishi bump. Fucking, say what? Like the Rikishi bump. Like yes. The, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, this was not that. This was just a moon salt, <laughs> like a straight. I close on you so hard that you do backflip. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> what the fuck. Uh. And then he hit him with the Made in Japan, and that was it. One, yeah. two, three. Shingo retains. This is the best Jeff Cobb match I've ever seen. Yeah, I. Uh, there was some really good stuff in Lucha Underground when he used Matanza, Matanza Cueto. I had to go back and watch because I don't know if I was. What, what season was that? So I think he came into season two. Okay. Hmm. He was Dario Cueto's uh, brother. Hmm. I have to go back and watch. It's been so long. But this was like, as Jeff Cobb was my favorite Jeff Cobb match. Not, not, not stand, not uh, including Matanza Cueto. Yeah, this was a great W R E S T L I N G wrestling match. Like, yes, sir. It was. I, I hate to be like the crowd, like a, a corny crowd, but this is wrestling. Like this is a fucking wrestling match for sure. This is great. This was just a damn near fight. They this was right. beautiful, man. This beautiful. is New Japan in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, this is straight strong style, and this is the definition of strong style right here. And I'm so I was so excited for this match, and it did not disappoint. It over delivered, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you suggested this one because this was a fucking banger. Yes, definitely. So next we got a uh, Sonata versus Evil in a, a grudge match between two former tag team partners. And this match was a. <laughs> WWF 1998 match and I loved it. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Dick Togo was out here going crazy. Dick he was, to go. What the <laughs> fuck? He, he, he of course came to the ring with uh, Evil and he had the little uh, Hitman gimmick, the 
don't even know what it's called. Like the, the the wire that you choke people with in Hitman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had that. He tried to kill Sonata at one point, but Sonata just he tried to get him with the piano wire. Yeah. My God. <laughs> he had him with Sonata. He fought it off, and man. Thank God. At one point, Dick Togo takes the most hilarious table bump off of an apron you could ever see. So he oh, gets he gets bumped into, but before he falls off, he turns around, makes sure he's gonna hit the table, jumps up, and does basically an elbow drop to it, and it's so funny. <laughs> Maybe he's a Bills fan. Yeah, like basically that's basically what it was, and it was so uh, like this match was. <laughs> It, it was overbooked, but I I enjoyed every second of it because it was so yeah. ridiculous and it was so fun. But Sonata ended up picking up the win with the moonsault to the back. Yeah, uh, Sonata went over big here, and that's not the end of you here, Sonata, on this show. But uh, next we got for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship: Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi. And G- oh, you got to watch this match too. I didn't want to give you too many to watch, but oh my god! No, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rewatch. I'm gonna do rewatch all these matches. I can't wait to hear what you think about this match because Hiromu said, "I'm gonna come into this match and I want you to kill me." <laughs> what? There was six straight minutes. I'm not exaggerating. Six straight minutes of Taiji Shimori picking up Hiromu and forearming him in the face so hard. And Hiromu just screaming in agony. <laughs> what the fuck? It was so sick. Why? Why did he do that? Uh, this was like halfway through the match too, so he, they were both. He was ga- He was beating the hell out of Hiromu. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And like, and you could hear every forearm, and Hiromu is literally just screaming in agony. It's, he's like everyone. He's just like ah, <laughs> so dramatic. It's so good, man. It was so good. But I, I'm not even gonna. I, I want you to watch this match to see most of it for yourself. So I'm just gonna say, go how long and say, everybody needs to watch this match. Be excited for that's what I'm talking about. But they just did. They did so much more. Hiromu did the. Uh, the great Muda spot, like the one that Cody Rose does sometimes, where he runs all the way to the all up the all the way at the ramp and comes running back down, does a clothesline. But Hiromu, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hiromu did a uh, a shotgun dropkick instead, and Taiji Shimori reversed it into a power bomb. Oh shit! On the <laughs> was, ramp? Yeah, it was sick. Oh fuck! They beat the fuck out of each other then. Yeah, it was wild, man. But Hiromu ended up picking up the win with the time bomb, so he is now the three time, I believe, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Shout out to Hiromu, man. Taking time bomb. It's so great to see him doing so well after coming back from injury a year ago. Yeah. With his uh it's like a, neck, neck. Yeah, it was neck. It was he got damn near killed while taking a stenalizer. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, man. Scary stuff, but he now can't he wants, he, nice back and he wants to die. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> him and Abushi, man, they don't care. They said, All right, do whatever you want to do, but I'm a win. <laughs> I'm convinced. Ibushi, Kota Ibushi is a character from One Punch Man, basically. Dude, Kota Ibushi is just probably the... I, I, I'm declaring this now. We're watching a Kota Ibushi match next week for Match of the Week because I have one in mind. It's a, yeah. it's a, a, for, a fatal four-way. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? All right, so it's Kota Ibushi, El Generico. Okay. Who else is in it? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember now. I had oh, it in my bottle rack or Roman candles. Off no, this is a, a Chikara match. 
It was Kodobushi, Elgin Erko, I think Hollow Wicked, and somebody else. I forget who it, what the first person was. Hollow Wicked? Oh, man, Hollow Wicked rules. That sounds like a Power Ranger monster. <laughs> Dude, Chikara basically is Power Rangers, and it's sick. <laughs> Power Rangers plus Brody Lee and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and oh, Claudio okay. Castanelli. Yeah, our match, this, the match of the week, this week that we watched, was my first Chikara match I've ever seen. Well, we're going Chikara two weeks in a row. Damn. <laughs> but speaking of Kota Ibushi, man, it's he's on his quest to become God and capital G, by the way. And, and uh, his main event, man, Kota Ibushi versus Jay White for the double belts. This is a masterpiece. This is literally a, an, a masterpiece of a match, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. I think I liked Night One's main event more, but this was the better match. I mean, I, I think that sounds stupid to say, but just personally. Yeah. Awesome. Preference type of thing. Yeah, exactly. But this was, like you said, a masterpiece. Tremendous match. Tremendous. There's just there's just too much to go over here. This is the longest main event in Wrestle Kingdom history, in Tokyo Dome history, actually. 48 minutes. And it, it did shit. not feel like it at all, which is a good sign. Like it did it this match felt shorter to me than the, the match on night one. Yeah, because I think Osprey and Okada was a, supposed to be a sixty minute match, right? Yeah, it, so it, it had a sixty-minute time limit. Yeah, but it went it went like thirty-six, I think. You're right. You're right. But yeah, this I I thought this match felt shorter than the match against Naito. I don't know why, but this match it was just perfectly paced in my opinion. There was just so much. Jay White has gotten so good at being Jay White, if that makes sense. Like he's yeah. he's great with uh, and then with Gato too because he's a perfect heel and like a shit man. That's like what a heel needs is a shit manager like that chick shit manager exactly but i thought this match was definitely it felt not in a bad way but it definitely felt longer than night one to me at least i was i didn't even take notes on it i was so hooked i was glued to the screen i was i can't like i i could not take my eyes away there was just they were just going at it man they beat the hell out of each other like this was a war <laughs> yes there was so many times like uh, abushi got dropped on his neck this man took a belly or a yeah belly to back suplex on his neck. It's it's called a belly to back suplex, but he said no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just land on my neck. <laughs> just land on my neck on the apron. <laughs> yeah, and then we got to see what is it called? Murder Abushi. Yeah, he 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 went full trance and trans yeah. Abushi, and he this dude. Oh my god! What kind of Jay White for about <laughs> I don't know three for four minutes straight. And it was he Almost was sold him. Kicking him in the head, punching him in the st- uh, it was, it was yeah. and Which the was perfect, perfect part because he was a perfect setup because he pushed the he got like mad with power and pushed yeah. the red shoes, which led Jay White to hit him with the low blow. Yeah, it was perfect because he he was uh at right before that uh Jay White after getting beat down for like five minutes straight it was just like all right I'm, I'm done pin me pin me so he lays down puts his leg up like come pin me. And then that's, that's and that's when Abushi gets even more mad, starts kicking him, stomping him, and that's when Red Shoes steps in. Abushi pushes Red Shoes, and then Jay White perfect heel, low blow. Love and then, that. And then Jay White takes control there for a while. He throws him to the, around the outside. He just starts laying into him, and dude, there was so much here. But all the reversals from their finishes were so good. The um, the Kamagoye into the Blade Runner was 
so smooth. I don't know how he got like he he was on his knees about to take the Kamigoye, but then he was just immediately up, had him Blade Runner, right? The, the sister Abigail. It might have been just because he holds his hands or like they hold yeah. holds his arms, so maybe that had something to do. Maybe that that worked out better. So cool, so cool. I, I when I, Gato come in when the oh, yeah. <laughs> when Red Shoes was down, <laughs> yeah, the breast knuckles and. And Ibushi just looks at him like, oh, and then fucking bam. <laughs> Kill him. So good, man. I I love this match. I love Kota Ibushi. And one Kamagoya was not enough. JY kicked. Also, Kota Ibushi was the first person ever to kick out a Blade Runner. Oh, wow. Ever. Ever. Which is insane. I've. I, I, when I saw him hit, I was like, oh, my God, Jay's about to win. And he didn't because he had, nobody had kicked out of it before. I don't know why, but I love that. I don't know if it's a swerve or whatever the fuck, but that finish of the the baby face is just about to win. The heel manager or, like, a heel team member comes in, does a run-in, gets a move done to him by the baby face, and then he'll hits their move right yep. when the ref's looking and then gets the win. I love that too. I thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah, or yeah, so did I because this was actually the only match that didn't get ruined for me. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't because this was a this is like a, a match that had you sucked like it have you yeah. had you sucked I in immediately. I'm like, damn, they might because they didn't they do that last year. No, last year it was nights. I ended up winning. He yeah, won both, both nights. Both oh, nights. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. And then Kenta came out and attacked him immediately. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But man, there is there is one point where Abushi hits the Kamagoye, Jay kicks out, he lays him down again, goes for the speeding splash, hits it, and it's one, two, and the camera shot was perfect because Gato pulls out red shoes, but you don't see Gato, so you you think it's over. And then at the last second, he pulls him out, and it was Dude, perfectly. Hard as fuck. Because <laughs> when the camera showed him, Red Shoes is like in the railing. Like, <laughs> how did he pull him out of the ring? Jesus Christ. Yoink. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're going all the way out of this ring. Dude, New Japan's like production is doesn't get enough credit because they the way they like pan or pan shots and like frame shots is perfectly set up. Like you you did not see him getting pulled out until he was like you couldn't see Gato there. Until he was pulling, like he was pulled out, it was perfect. But in the end, Kotobushi hits a Kamigoye to the back of the head, which is brutal. And and then he pulls down the, the knee pad, hits him right to the face, Kamigoye, which is just the perfect way for the match to end because Kamigoye translates in English to become God. And one, two, three, Kotobushi leaves Wrestle Kingdom both nights with the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships, and he officially has become God. One, two, three spells G-O-D. There it is. That's all you got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, was a, <laughs> yeah, this was a masterpiece, man. And he celebrates for a little bit, and then uh, Sonata comes out and kind of respectfully challenges. So the next challenger for Abushi is going to be Sonata, which will be a great match. Their match at the G1 was really, really good. The G1 finals was had the closest near fall I've ever seen. Somebody timed it out and it was 2.997. Damn. When he kicked out. Like literally the closest near fall I've ever seen in my life. Probably <laughs> all time. Yeah, it was insane. But it, it was it was awesome, man. And 
it was great to see Abushi finally get his moment. He leaves, and as he gets to the top of the ramp, he puts his arms up, does his taunt, and fireworks go off. It was just cool to see Abushi finally get the big shot because his whole career, he's always been the guy who never wins the big one. Right. He's kind of that's why when Naito handed him the belts, it felt so cool because I feel like he was not following in Naito's footsteps, but like because they're I guess around the same age or close to Abushi's it. older actually. <laughs> Good God. Uh okay. <laughs> By like a few months, but still it's insane. <laughs> fucking brain there. Um but yeah, that was the same thing with Naito. Like he always yeah. you know you know I'm going with this. Yeah, they both kind of had the same route to where they got, and it was just cool to see them kind of share that moment with the level, the level of respect there. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, definitely go out of your way to watch that match and all the other matches I put over heavily. Wrestle Kingdom's always fun. Definitely always look forward to January 4th, and apparently I, it seems like they're going to keep it being January 4th and 5th, so. Yeah. Love yeah, Wrestle that. Kingdom's always been a muscle watch, even for me, like, ah, so good. Absolutely. Yeah, a fucking banger of a show. Absolutely. So speaking of a banger of a show, uh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, move into Monday Night Raw, Legends Night. (laughs) Legends Night, huh? A booger of a show. (laughs) Bastion Booger? (laughs) No, there's a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Take Hogan out the show and put on Bastion Booger. Come on, what are you doing? You want fucking ratings? There you go. <laughs> uh, like like always, we're just going to go through the things that really stick out to us. and We're entertaining because I, I don't need to talk about Hulk Hogan. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all he's got to say about that piece of trash. Hulk Hogan is a grain of sand in the desert that is macho madness. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I Ooh. saw... <laughs> I saw lust in his eyes or whatever. What, what did he say? Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. You're trying to do something with Elizabeth. I see lust in his eyes, yeah. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm coming down from a trip and I don't really know what... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the few things that really stuck out to me, the first of them was Charlotte Flair and Asuka against Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. It was, it was a fun match, but the main thing is Ric Flair trips up Charlotte, which immediately leads to Charlotte getting pinned by Peyton Royce. So stupid because we were talking about this before we were recording because you were seeing the the stupid shit going on on Raw currently right now. <laughs> and it was supposed to be one of those things where, oh, he missed Charlotte or something. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do, but it was like Lacey came or was it Peyton Royce? I don't remember. But somebody went yeah. off the ropes and then Charlotte followed right behind him and he grabbed Charlotte. Yeah. On accident? Oh. Accident, quote unquote. It wasn't even a, like there was no way for it to be an accident. <laughs> yeah. like, you couldn't even play it off as an accident. Yeah, it was it was rough. So after the match, Charlotte starts yelling at Flair, get out of my business, blah 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 blah. And Rick Rick gets to step in and that was that, that was that. <laughs> yeah. But an actually good match. Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley. This was these two, these two always have fun matches from like the past few weeks, and the finish of this I thought was genius. So Bobby Lashley puts in the hurt lock, and Lash Riddle's kind of just fleeing around, and the ref ducks to get away from like Riddle's legs flying in the air. And while he's doing that, Riddle taps, but the ref doesn't see it because he's ducked. Mm, yeah. So after feeling Riddle tap, Lashley lets go, but the ref doesn't see it, so the match is still continuing. Riddle rolls him up for the one, two, three. I thought that was really smart. 
really smart finish. See, it's it's funny because I, I like Matt Riddle. I mean, his antics outside the ring aren't exactly the best, but yeah, definitely not. Um, that's I don't know. That's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he also isn't somebody that in my head would imagine Vince would want to push. Me either. It's, I mean, the push is coming from somebody else. That's not Vince. Vince liked RVD, so uh, he's kind of the, he's kind of the same dude, just with diff- different moveset. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, Vince. I mean, that was some of the. I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak on that, but I feel like RVD is a different story because. That riding was commodity. Like he was over, over, yeah. over, like over. Yeah, one of the most over guys, literally ever. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you had the one night stand where it was fucking everybody shit on John Cena trail, which is great. One of my favorite matches ever. Yeah, agree. Cena coming out, hat down to his eyes, head down, championship up. Yep. Just to the chorus of booze, beautiful. That dude. And they threw his towel back, what, three, four yeah, times? Yeah, he threw his shirt back literally like five times. If the Cena, if Cena wins, we riot. That's where that came yep, from, right? Yep. Hey, shout out yeah. to Big match, bitch, match, Big Match John, though. John Cena rules. Oh, yeah, John Cena for sure. Shout out John Cena. <laughs> John Cena rules. but he, He's the fucking, like, uh, so John Cena, Superman, and Hulk Hogan is like Bizarro, man. Because he's like, he kind of is supposed to be like John Cena, but it's all the, like the bad parts of John Cena. <laughs> I think John Cena's Superman and Hulk Hogan's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hard to argue with. <laughs> You're a piece of crap, brother. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get piece of trash out of my room. You piece of trash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell, I like to stop a mud hole, a nice big old trash hole in Oak Hogan and walk it dry. What? Mud hole? What? <laughs> trash hole? What? what? <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. But, <laughs> but, but the next match, before the next match, actually, no, this is kind of a, a through line of the whole show. Randy Orton messing with all the legends was entertaining. He's messing with Big Show, Ric Flair. Mark poor, p- poor Mark Henry, man. Mark what? Henry on the scooter. He fucked up his leg or something? I guess so. He's on the scooter. Down yeah. bad. He shot to the world's strongest man one time. Yeah, right? What the fuck? Somebody gonna get their wig split. <laughs> Somebody gonna get their leg hurt. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. God damn. Yeah, shout out oh, to Mark God. Henry. Shout out to Mark Henry. I, I was so it was it was so sad seeing Randy Orton just make this man wheel away. <laughs> they had to do that to Mark. That's not what he do. That, that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, doing the job to the scooter, bro. Uh, speaking of somebody doing the job, man, next we saw Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy, and I thought this match was really fun. Anytime these guys get in the ring together, it's fun. I hate that Randy Orton always puts his hand, his fingers through Jeff Hardy's gauges, plugs, whatever. I hate it. I hate that spot. Stop doing that. He's expecting the skin just to fucking rip, and I'm like, oh, God. Please stop doing that spot. But something, well, a spot that they shouldn't ever stop doing is, <laughs> I feel like this happens every Jeff Hardy or Randy Orton match, but Jeff Hardy goes for the twist of fate and it gets reversed into the RKO. And every time I pop for it, because every time it's sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always sick. Not a, It's not always out of nowhere, but it always 
it always ends well. Yeah, exactly. So of course Randy Orton wins, but this the match. Only reason you need to watch this show is the main event. Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. They put on a clinic, man. They put on a great main event, like main event pay per view caliber match here. They went all out. They beat the hell out of each other. Uh, Drew hits a huge overhead belly to belly on Keith Lee, which is just as impressive as not, not as impressive, but still impressive. Not as impressive as Shingo Jeff Cobb, but it's still impressive because Keith Lee's a big boy, but Drew McIntyre is also like six, seven or something crazy like that. Yeah. And um, I thought like this, we'll get to the ending because that's a different fucking story, but going into this and they're hyping it up all night, like who you got, who you think's going to win, you know, each one, yeah. whatever they, they built this to, they built this so good in my head that you actually thought Keith Lee might win this. At least I did. I was hoping, but I, I, I kind of to him after, pooping on him and sending him to NXT, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was I didn't know where they were going to go with it. I was kind of torn, but I they yeah. did the whole thing where the, all the legends were clapping for him as he came out like I don't, it was weird. The kind yeah, like I, that. I don't know. I hope hopefully Keith Lee gets his big match win back soon because he's lost every big match he's had besides against Randy Orton at that one pay-per-view. True. And like is fucking um who was I going to say? Is Tori Wilson really a legend? Hey, man, shout out to Tori one time. She was in WCW. Shout out to WCW. Shout out to Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shout out to Billy Kidman, I guess. I guess. In retrospect, you ever watch a Billy Kidman shooting star press back now? No. I, I mean, that's what I always associate him with. It's terrible. He's not Is good really? at him. He's not good at him. Really? <laughs> he always landed on dude's head. There's one of him landing on David Flair's face with his knees, Jeez. and it looks so painful. <laughs> oh, God. Oof. Like, That's what it takes to make it into WCW, brother. Billy Kidman, overrated. Damn. That's, That's why my, Tori Wilson left him. That's my hot take of the week. <laughs> That's I, don't block. I don't even know if that's a hot take. <laughs> I mean, I never really paid attention to that, but you're probably right. And WCW to begin with, so there you go. <laughs> and we need to go back and watch Sin. Sin, which is a uh, that was their last pay per view. Yeah, exactly. Need to watch it. Shout out to the Natural Born Thrillers one time. Shout out to Mike Sanders, big Mike Sanders. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck those guys are? Dude, Sean O'Hare. Sean oh, O'Hare is a beast. Sounds- is he dead? Yeah. How did he die? He was young, wasn't he? Yeah, he was young. I don't know how he died, but I do know that he had one of the best swan time I've ever seen in my life. Sean O'Hare reminds me of Warlow reminds me of Sean O'Hare. And that okay. rules. Yeah, we're going to talk, talk about Warlow in a little bit. But this, this <laughs> I don't know how we started talking about Sean O'Hare. We're talking about a Keith Lee match, but. <laughs> I don't either. I'm really trying to. Yeah, I don't. Oh, it's because I said it's Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Tori Wilson made me think about the Natural Born Thriller. Shout out to the Natural Born Thriller. Let's go watch a Natural Born Thriller match tonight. <laughs> Let's get it. But this match was crazy. They hit a Spanish fly off the top. These are big dudes. But of course, in the end, Drew hits a Claymore for the one, two, three. And he retains the championship. He starts celebrating. And then, of course, you, you should, when you see how much time is left in the show, you know something's going to happen, right? You hear that uh, ever too familiar music, and uh, unfortunately, there's no gold pyro. Which, come on, I wanted the pyro, 
put, put oh, the pyro. Yeah, you gotta have the pyro. What the fuck? I guess you can't have the pyro when you got Kamal or not. Not who who was sitting there? Was it Hillbilly Jump? No, no. Who was standing there? It's somebody with that same gimmick, like a hillbilly gimmick. I don't remember who it was. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking. I can't think it was Dave. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hillbilly Jim? I don't know. Somebody was there. So they, they just had all the legends there, so they can't do the they can't do the pyro, unfortunately. But it scares the hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, of course. But Goldberg comes out for some reason. And he says, "You got no respect," which is weird because Drew McIntyre's whole thing is how he's a respectful champion. So it kind of. <laughs> Literally, these whole gimmicks like, oh, yeah, I love this universe. I'm so respectful. I'm a good guy, Drew. And <laughs> Goldberg says, you got no respect for these legends. You say we're better than all of us, and we you say we're old. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh-huh. and then Drew's like, fighting you would be like fighting my dad. And then and the show ends with Goldberg pushing Drew to the ground. Your world champion gets shoved to the ground by like a 50-year-old man. <laughs> Great. And I'll be doing you for that, Goldberg. Yeah, so that's how the show ended. And we're going to leave it at that and move on to, to some better stuff here. Impact Genesis 2021, the first Impact show of... No, that's, that's not true. The first Impact special of 2021. Nice. And, this, and on this show was the Super J, the Super X Cup. And, uh, man, there was it was just great. And I'm just going to run it down quickly because... We got so much rest of the talk about, but there was there was a lot of really fun matches on here. It opened up with the the first round of the Super X Cup, Suicide going against Ace Austin, the inevitable one. And this was fun, man. Uh Suicide, I'm pretty sure it's Caleb Conley right now. Caleb Conley rules. Shout out to Caleb Conley. But Ace Austin wins with the fold, which that finish is so sick. It's like the blockbuster sideways. I don't even know how to describe it. It's sick. <laughs> yeah. The next match in the Super X Cup was Blake Christian, all heart, going against Casey Navarro. Both guys really impressed me. Casey Navarro, I'm not as familiar with. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Blake Christian on this show. Both very big on that guy, but Casey Navarro was pretty pretty cool. He uh he's like this he has like a cocky a cocky uh pretty boy gimmick, but he, he could go, man. He, he was really good. He impressed me a lot. But Blake Christian ended up winning with Elia, which is like his uh spinning weird splash. I don't even know how to ask the one where he spins to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won with that. Next match was uh, Davari taking on Jake. What's his name? Something. And uh, the man named Something ended up winning with the Black Hole Slam, moving on to the next round. <laughs> and then we saw a man from the uh, the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio, trained by Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, one of my favorite indie, indie talents right now, Trey Lamar. Nice. Taking on Crazy Steve. Shout out to Crazy Steve in the Menagerie. Ah, crazy. And Crazy Steve won with the Diving DDT. <laughs> Damn, Crazy Steve won? Yeah. I, I wish they would have gave Trey Moore here because I'm a big fan of Trey Lamar. But he's still young, so he's got time. It ain't a big deal. He's still, he's still got that spotlight, which is a huge thing. And the next match, which I I feel like we've seen this match before. I don't know if we saw this at AAW, but I feel like we should have. Ace Austin versus Jake something. This match ruled. Yeah, I feel like we. Yeah, where the fuck? We had to have seen that at AAW, right? AAW, yeah, definitely. That sounds familiar. It, we, I feel like we had to have. It might have been Trevor Lee, though. That I'm thinking of. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. They, I've been to so many wrestling shows; they all blend together. <laughs> yeah, AAW is always good, so fuck it. Yeah, shout out to AAW. Can't wait till they're back. Yep. But Jake something ended up losing here. There was a lot of. Uh, 
Madman fault and distraction on the, the part of kind of just helping out his boy Ace Austin, of course. And that led to Ace Austin winning with this. He hit like a springboard version of the fold, which I hadn't seen him do before. And it was crazy. Mm. It was super sick. So he's, he's out here throwing the folds out like crazy. <laughs> and speaking of crazy, next match we saw was crazy Steve taking, taking on all heart Blake Christian. And man, Blake Christian has gotten so good in the past two years from the first time I saw him was on one of the GCW LA shows that I was watching and I hadn't heard of him. He had a match with Alex Zane and it was insane. And from there, I've been a big fan of him and he's just grown so much. And at that time he was just a spot guy, but now he's kind of fully rounded out his repertoire and he's, he's gotten really good, man. Really, really good. I'm a big Blake Christian fan. And he ended up winning this match with a rope hung 450 to the back. So he had, he had a uh, crazy Steve hung on the top rope. And did a 450 to his back and pinned him for the one, two, three. Nice. And the next match we saw was not the Super Cup final, Super J Cup final. It was actually Jazz versus Jordan Grace, which was a banger. And Damn, yeah. They, they were beating the hell out of each other, and Jordan ended up picking up the win with a schoolboy. It, it was kind of like one of those, they're pinning back and forth, and Jordan just kind of got the, the leverage at the time. So, okay. But they ended up shaking hands after because they, of course, were partners in the uh, knockouts tag team tournament. So there's kind of just a friendly competition there. Mm. But the semi-main event match of the night was a uh, Super J Cup final, Ace Austin versus Blake Christian, which you watched right before we started recording. And, man, this was a hell of a match. Yeah, great match, man. They're, they were pulling out all the stops. Absolutely. But the finish is wild, man. I don't even know how to describe this, but – ASOS is laying on his back and they had their hands linked, sort of like the thing that, that we were talking about with Abushi and Jay White, where they were holding each other's hands and he, he pulled them up into this finish. But Jay White go or not Jay White, <laughs> Ace Austin goes from his back into the fold from his back, which is like a blockbuster. I, I don't know how he did it. It was insane. Yeah. It, it looked brutal though, and it was really, really, really cool way to end the match. And actually lied, this was not no, this was the, the main event next. It was Willie Mack versus Moose in an I quit match. It was, it was a really fun match. They beat the hell out of each other. Willie Mack was throwing out those six-star frog splashes. He had like three of them. Uh, Moose is an insane go to hell off the top of the – it's off, off the top, through a table on the floor. It was nasty. Damn. Uh, there's just so much. He Moose is just beating on Willie, but Willie will not quit. And at the end of the match comes when Willie is laying there. Moose puts a chair around his neck. Moose grabs another chair, goes to hit it, but which Swan crawls in, runs down the ring, says, stop, 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 stop. It's too much. It's too much. What do you want? I'll give it to you. Moose says he wants a title shot, and Rich says, you got it. And Moose looks around and says, okay, I quit, and leaves. He didn't Damn. care about winning the match. He just wanted to beat this man up and get what he wanted. Right. So officially, Willie Mack wins, but Moose got what he wanted in the end. Moose. The TNA champion. <laughs> yeah right but man speaking of impact wrestling we're going to talk about a little bit that, about them again in a second let's move on to AEW New Year's Smash Night 1 oh boy oh boy this was a huge show for AEW and it opened up with a huge 8 man tag uh, Team Southern California as I like to call them the Young Bucks and SCU taking on the acclaimed in TH2 rhyme not intended <laughs> but rhymes there were <laughs> Uh, Team SoCal is wearing a your rap is crap shirt. It's yeah, funny making that. fun of it. 
this was the best Max Caster rap on, on the entrance. He was letting the swears fly, though. He was. He... <laughs> and the fucking censor guy was like a word off, too. I'm like, yeah. Can poor, they swear or not? <laughs> hey, poor guy. He was put, they were putting him to work this night. <laughs> right. This match was really fun. Jack Evans is insane. This man had a second rope Phoenix splash. Dude, he was doing all kind of shit. Like, uh, <laughs> he did that. He did, dude, I love Phoenix Splash. Um, he did a double front flip at one point. And yeah. It was like, no soul, I'm like, dude, I know it's a Young Bucks match, and it's like, well, he got his he got his knees up. That's why he didn't hit it. He hit the six thirty, but uh, Nick got his knees up on it. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Maybe the commentary just kind of moved on past it, but it's like. He just did a fucking. <laughs> Most people couldn't even do a single front flip. That's very true. Ah, yeah, this is nuts, man. But actually, on that the six thirty spot, Nick ended up hurting his leg, and that kind of played into the finish of the match. So they go for they go for the melter driver, and Nick goes up to do a go do do the front flip into it. But instead, he was supposed to do a uh, ACI moonsault off the top rope, but he ends up. Screamboarding to the top, falling, just hopping down, and then turning around, doing a swans on the outside. So it, it kind of was kind of like a weird moment. But I think what happened was he just couldn't hold his weight because you could oh, yeah. you, you could see like he it was not supposed to go down the way it happened. Did he but, fuck up his knee? Like, isn't his knee been messed up or his ankle or something? That that was Matt. It was his ankle that got hurt here though. But I think it's fine. Ooh. But that that kind of like injury plays into the main event segment, which, which I'll talk about there. But they end up hitting the best Meltzer ever, which is the first time they hit that on TNT. That's kind of the mat, the move that um, SCU would use in their their rivalry matches against the Bucks. Oh, okay. But this this is a great match. Uh, Team SoCal picks up the win. Yep. And next we saw the return of Gian Moxley. He got the Goldberg entrance, which I thought was funny because Goldberg came back on Raw. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought that was pretty funny. But he cuts a promo. He's just. He says he's back with a vengeance. He should be mad, but you know where he's from. You, you take a loss on the chin, and you, you do what you can. He said he's not done with Kenny Omega, but tonight Ray Phoenix has a chance after 13 years to be the guy, and he's not going to take that away from him. But Kenny Omega, I'm still coming for you. <laughs> it was a great promo also, by Mox. Yeah, that was it. Was a good promo. Also, SCU they challenged the Bucks to a match. After, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And if they lose, they'll break up. Um. Not mad about that. I, I I like SCU, but I'm ready for that Kaz and Scorpio Sky single run. Yeah, same. And I hope it kind of. I think I hope it goes down to Kaz and CD having a match too. I hope that I think that'd be really cool because there's so much history between those guys. Yeah, that, I feel like that has to be where they're going with it. I would, I would think so. But the next match we saw, actually, before that, we have a uh, another interview. <laughs> Oh, this ruled Dasha with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. And she's kind of just asking about Trent's status. And he says he's out for five to six months, which sucks, or four to five months, something like that. Damn. With the, the pec yeah. tear. Yeah. Which sucks. It's so long. And Miro, as he's talking, Chuck's talking, and you kind of hear Miro talking as he's coming up. He's like, oh, and here comes Miro to interrupt my promo again. <laughs> yeah. Miro comes up looking crazy, dripped out. Always. <laughs> He comes up to Dash. He says, "You like this outfit? You can touch it." She touches it. He said, "That's enough." <laughs> I did pop for that. That was good. I popped big for that. He's doing the Conan bit. Shout out to Conan. Keeping it one hundred. 
I think I think he did that as a shout out to Brody because Brody had been doing that on BTE, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool, man. It's awesome. But basically, the gist of this is Miro says that he want he could be Chuck could be his young boy, and Chuck's like, oh, how about I beat your ass instead? <laughs> it, it, it's it's so funny because you can't take Chuck Taylor seriously, but that's perfect the way he like he delivers things in a way where you know he, he's being serious, but like he's so tongue in cheek with it. It's just it's it's very, I don't know. It's it's just so Chuck Chuck Taylor is such a unique character. <laughs> yeah, but the stipulation for this match is if Chuck loses, he has to be Miro's young boy until the until after the wedding, which that's going to happen and it's going to be hilarious. Oh yeah, it's got to. What I want to happen, hear me out, is <laughs> Miro in his crazy outfits, and he buys the same outfit for Chuck Taylor, so that he has <laughs> Chuck Taylor in like all Gucci. <laughs> Damn, that'd I, be, I wouldn't be mad about that. That'd be so funny because he'd be so mad about it the whole time, right? Uh, that'd be so good. <laughs> that'd be so good. But next, we saw some, some big meaty men smacking me. We got Warlow against Jake Hager, the inner circle facing off, and we had uh, MJF, Sammy G, Santana Ortiz kind of watching on the stage. So that was a cool touch. Yeah, yeah like, and MJF was he was like I don't know if it was like part of the gimmick or not, but he's constantly on his phone. He I, I watched him send out a tweet. <laughs> it was oh he's tweeting okay. Yeah, it was an all caps hoss fight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, it's definitely the gimmick. But yeah, it, for it, sure. It was fun, man. This match was fun. Uh, probably my favorite Jake Hager match in AEW. Warlow brought it out of him. Yeah, as far as singles. Yeah, I don't know what the list on that is, but. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Three. But uh, man, Warlow kind of controlled this match <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, it seemed like he was the. I don't know, not that I want to say the veteran because Jake's been wrestling longer, but he. I don't he know, shined. He shined yeah, here he for sure. More than Jake did. Yeah, that's for sure. Warlow Swanton rules, man. Yeah, that was crazy. It's crazy to see a big man do that type of shit for sure. And he hits the F10, and War Dog goes over clean. This is war. <laughs> I want to see more of the knee. Uh, dude, I missed that knee. That was literally insane. Just, There's just, no way that like <laughs> it didn't hurt people, and they're like, you can't do that anymore. That's probably why. This is just, I guarantee it. This is my die move. I do this, and then you die. <laughs> right, pretty much. It's insane. But then next, we got the Hardy party in the back, and private parties they got the gin and he's like ah you didn't bring the juice and then as he says that none other than snoop doggy dog comes up throws that cranberry juice down on the table <laughs> hell yeah i love that love that i and, like that uh, i like that little segment but like i thought snoop was gonna do more like i thought he was gonna say something about the contract like don't sign that like hey he he was kind of he was just chilling man and matt hardy yeah. says Hey, thirty percent. I got got these contracts. We talked about it on BT. Come on, you got it. And private party pulls out these like napkins with their demands on. He's like, "Yeah, it's all in there. It's all in there. Just sign it. Just sign it." So, I I, I think Matt Hardy's gonna be like a like a shitty promoter, and I, I love that. I hope I hope he's like some point. Uh, there, it has to be part where somewhere in line. He's like, "Hey, house is down. Sorry, uh, I, I I don't got you this week, but uh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you next time, kid." <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you see this house? This ain't a big house. <laughs> You've been there, huh? Yeah. These motherfucking promoters. <laughs> What'd you say? You better come correct, Jack. 
Hey, you better. You got to. And I, I, I think it's going to be fun, though. I like, I like Matt Hardy as a heel. He, he, he's just a really good character worker, in my opinion. He's always gotten everything he does over. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He, I mean, every say what you want about Matt Hardy, but yeah, exactly. Every um, like character or whatever he's gotten over on his own. Yeah, you know, every single like, one. Like the only thing he really didn't get over on his own was like the Matt Hardy character, like the the Hardy Boys. Yeah, but then he anything. He got V one over the version one. <laughs> yeah, he got the V. That might have been a WWE thing too, but like. He made so much noise online that they brought him back. Yep, the extra Matt, which turned it, yeah, exactly, and that turned into the V one thing later on. Yeah, it, it, he just rules, man, and I think this is gonna be really fun. But uh, next, we saw the Brian Cage and Darby Allen weigh in, and Darby Allen has the new TNT belt, and it looks good, man. The black strap, yep, it, it looks really good, and I, I'm glad that they got it done so fast. I, I think it's just really, I think that belt fits Darby better, regardless. Yeah, he yeah. Um, Cage has already got the FTW, so it's like, yeah. And that's I mean, it's just kind of a Taz belt, but yeah, he doesn't even need a, a belt like a real belt. I don't think. I don't think so either. But this is fun, man. Uh, Cage weighs in at a hundred and two pounds more than Darby weighs in. <laughs> Insane. Which is wild, and Taz is like, "Hey, Shivani, you making the rules here? Why does he got to go first? <laughs> Why has he got to go first, huh? Well, whatever. Just get on. Just get on, Cage. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right, right. And then Darby kind of just, he does it. He's like, all right, all right. I know this is where it's going. I've seen the weigh-ins. Let's just get to the fun part. And Team Taz gets ready to jump him. And then the lights go out. It starts snowing. And Sting hits the ring. It's Sting! I hope, I hope next week they do something different. Because they've done the same thing like four weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shabani starts to like not selling. He's like, it's Sting again. Yeah. I, it's still cool to see Darby with Sting, and it's cool that they're getting like the the relationship between them is getting closer without words. But like, do some. I want to see him swing that bat. I just want to see him try to take somebody's head off. Something. Yeah, like what? Yeah, what are you here for? Pal? Exactly, exactly. But it was still fun. Uh, next, we saw Jake Hager in the back punching garage doors or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. What the hell was that about? He's like, he's mad. And then MJF comes in there and says whatever he said to him. And he's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? Are you mad or not? MJF was the voice of reason. He talked him out of the the anger. He wasn't this instance, but you're right. He wasn't this instance. So he's he's the guy. You're cool. And I don't know what what the, the reason for this was, but JR going... It's nothing but a G thing right before commercial. I was like, what the hell did I just hear? <laughs> nothing but a G thing. I was I was like, oh my God, Jim Ross That's is trash. by God, he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> by God, they killed him. It's nothing but a G thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. But next they show the Brody Lee Jr. promo from Dark, which was so good, man. He just burying Marco Stunt. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. I do love Barry Markle's stunt. He said, you know, you're always in these matches and you only win because you got bigger people with you. When I grow up, I'm going to be so much taller than you. <laughs> 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 getting buried. It won't take long either. 
be getting married by an eight-year-old is so funny. I love that. But that leads into a Marco Stump promo. It's just kind of hyping up the match next week between Jurassic Express and FTR. And FTR interrupts, and he, they're like, "What are you talking about? All this we? You don't do nothing. You just there." Right. And, and they kind of, they kind of hit him with the bait and switch here. They kind of finesse it, Marco, into taking Luchasaurus' spot in the match, which is classic heel work, and it was really smart. And Marco's like, "All right, well, how about I go on the match next time? All right, but see you." Yeah, all right. He's like, uh... Then Tully said something to him too, like he's, he's like, oh, "I'm gonna have another flashback to the '80s," and he's t- pats him on the head, and Marco gets so mad. <laughs> <laughs> That was really funny. But next, we saw the uh, Go Big Show match of the week. <laughs> yeah, right. Matt Seidel against Cody Rhodes with Snoop Dogg as the co- as Coach Snoop, and Snoop Dogg did a remix of Cody's theme. <laughs> I I, didn't, I haven't heard the song itself, but I heard I heard did hear him say that in the like while he was doing the entrance. One of the lines was Snoop saying, "Wrestling has more than one world family." That's sick. <laughs> That's dope. I love that. But this match was fun. Uh, it was it was a basic, a, a pretty basic match. But this was the whole point of this match was Snoop Dogg and Snoop was having so much fun on the outside during this. It, it was really fun. They're walking in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Cody wins at two crossroads, but before during the match, he accidentally he tries to swing at Seidel and he hits Serpentico. It looks like, oh my god, no! <laughs> He's like this. <laughs> The point to the head thing. Shot the main man Luther one time, <laughs> but af- of course Cody ends up winning with two crossroads, and <laughs> he takes gets the fit. And immediately after the one two three, the Chaos Project hit the ring, start beating down on Cody. Matt Sano gets up, starts helping them fend off the Chaos Project, and it, they they throw relief really out of the ring. Cody hits a suplex. <laughs> Hunter Serpenico. Yeah. Matt Seidel starts to go up top for the for the uh shooting star press. Snoop Dogg says, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got this. I'm like, oh, he's gonna go in here and do like a suplex on him. That's cool. This man, Snoop, nine feet tall, about starts climbing the top rope. And I'm like, Oh no, come on, you can't be doing this. <laughs> his feet, his legs are wobbly, his foot's slipping, and I'm like, Oh my god, if Snoop Dogg breaks his neck on AEW, the company's done. <laughs> right. And then he's like, No, move him closer, and it's like you're eight feet, like Jericho said it. It's like you're eight feet tall. Closer. <laughs> yeah, you did not need him closer, but Snoop Dogg hits the worst frog splash, but also the best frog splash I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Like as soon as he hit it, it was like, like <laughs> just, just hunched yep. over. But but Cody counts at an unofficial three count, and Snoop Dogg gets up with the biggest smile on his face. This man was having the time of his life, man. Yeah, I man, loved it. Great. I loved it. This was just so fun. And this is the type of stuff that gets wrestling more eyes outside of the, the core audience. And that's the stuff they need to do sometimes, especially when it's done well like this. Yeah. And they're promoting. It's a good promotion. It's a win-win for them because Cody gets to promote his show. He's got Snoop on there and it's a I win-win. Actually, I actually watched the go big show with my family. It's pretty, pretty entertaining. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's like a talent show thing with, with there's some crazy stuff. There's like a, Girl who was doing archery with her toes, she was shooting fire with her feet. What the fuck? Kind of crazy. <laughs> it was a bunch of stuff. Some dude who was a human magnet started sticking stuff to his head. What? And uh, it was stay there. Yeah, it was sticking. He had a he had a Hennessy bottle that he poured with his head. I gotta watch this without hands. <laughs> it was insane. Shout they were that. going big. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's the go big show. 
speaking of going big, Hikaru Shida got a big chunk of flesh taken out of her neck in the next match. We saw Abaddon against Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's title. And uh, this was an interesting match. It was fun. It was fine. Uh, I don't know if the Abaddon character works that much in AEW. Yeah, I don't either. Because it's almost like a fiend character where, I don't know, maybe busted out every once in a while or something. Or like, yeah, uh, what's Finn Balor's thing? The demon prince? Yeah, the demon, yeah. Yeah, maybe bust that out. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to do with it, but this ain't it. Yeah, this this was it was an all right match. Uh, Hikaru ended up winning with the uh, Tamashi, which is a running knee. But during the match, of course, she gets pulled under the ring and takes a, a chunk of flesh taken out of her neck. But nobody helps her. <laughs> Woman's champion gets her neck bitten, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's crazy." <laughs> I they were holding like I thought they were holding the camera on the apron just so they could push the Go Big Show a little bit more because that was like the whole ad on the apron. <laughs> I'm like, are they really using this match as a like advertisement spot? I'm like, oh fuck, I hope not. It, it I think it was just it just happened to be. Yeah, it just happened to be what it was. Yeah, but yeah, she did picks up the win. She she pulled out a lot of different different stuff here. She was doing like springboards and stuff I hadn't seen her do before, which was cool to see her add to her repertoire. Yeah, she just beat the fuck out of her too. Like she takes yeah, she, a shot every time. Yeah, she does. She brained her with it. <laughs> yes, uh, but. I don't know. Hope, hopefully, we see some more, more uh, adept challenges for Sheeta coming up soon. But the next, we saw a Ty Conti promo saying she wants the NWA Women's Title next. And next week, she'll have her chance, and she'll have the Dark Order with her. Shout to Ty Conti one time. <laughs> yeah, roll tight on that. Yes, sir. <laughs> and she, she's somebody who I, when she came into AEW, I didn't know how good she would be because in the next, she was just fine. But she's gotten a lot like really good since then. I Everything she's done here has been really fun. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And her having the Dark Order with her is a cool touch. So It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. She'll have the match against Serena Deeb next week. Then we saw another promo of Pac kind of hyping up Ray Phoenix for his match tonight, and that led into the main event. Ray Phoenix against Kenny Omega for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Oh my god, man. <laughs> what a match. Dude. Ray Phoenix has no regard for his fucking. We're talking about Kota Bushi and Hiromu. This man, Ray Phoenix, also has no regard for his life. Dude, I think he just wants to do a dive like into the guardrail. Like the guy didn't even <laughs> let him land on it. Fuck Dude, it. He runs so fast into his suicide dive that he just says, All right, here I come. You better catch me. Legit suicide dive, yeah. It's, it's, there's so much of this. Dude, like within the first two minutes, Kenny spikes this dude on his forehead with the Rana. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, like, are they just gonna <laughs> fucking kill each other, though? Yeah, yeah, they did, dude. The, this, I don't even know how to describe this. Uh, Kenny sends Phoenix into the ropes, and Phoenix does a moonsault over him, but while he's still in the air, he grabs Kenny into a German suplex. It was, yes. it, Kenny, it was insanely smooth. Kenny landed on his neck, and oh, dude. I <laughs> my notes are just oh my god this is a banger oh my god holy shit oh my god <laughs> dude I don't even know I don't know how he did this but Phoenix goes for like the springboard headbutt he think he does off the ropes yeah but Kenny catches him in a tiger driver and hits him with the tiger driver 98 he catches him in double underhooks out of midair and hits him with the J driller tiger driver 98 whatever you want to call it how yeah 
and he dude that it was disgusting too like he said all right here you go boom directly on his head and then he hits the one winged angel for the win and oh my god that was just a banger match one of the best tv matches i've seen in a very long time is this their third match together or second uh believe it would be third because they had i'm pretty sure there was the one for the title and the rematch for the title i'm pretty sure and then this would be yeah i think this i think this would be the third this might have uh, i'm trying to think i think this might have been my favorite one of the three uh, the, the one in triple a was really good i don't uh, I think this might be my favorite too, because they yeah. they just went balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah this was, was, especially for TV and it not be. Um, well, I guess it was. It was like what's like a New Year's Smash or whatever. Yeah, but still, still TV, yeah. still free TV. Exactly. Great match. Wild, but then, <laughs> but then oh boy, Look, I've been waiting to talk about this one. Don Kellis gets in the rings and says, "Hey." Phoenix, you probably think your brother and Pac are coming to save you, but but uh, wait, I hear something going on in the back. <laughs> he points to the screen, and Eddie Kingston and the family—they're out there beating down the rest of Death Triangle. He says, "Nobody's coming for you, Phoenix." Kenny, let's just put it, Phoenix out of his misery. Hit him with the one-wing angel, one-wing angel out of his career, and he Kenny starts to pull him up, and then Moxie comes down to the ring with the barbed wire bat, starts swinging that thing. He, Kenny's arms are bleeding like crazy by the end of this. And as he's attacking him, oh boy, it's finally happened. You see two figures jump the barricade, and at first you can't tell who it is until they stand up into the ring and start attacking Moxley. It's none other than the machine gun, Carl Anderson, and the big LG Doc Gallows. The Good Brothers are on AEW. The Impact Tag Team Champions are here. The Biz Cliz has reunited on AEW. And they start laying waste to everybody. The Hollywood, what is it? The Varsity Blondes hit the ring, trying That's to, it. trying to do the save. They get knocked out. Every wrestler that wrestles on AEW Dark tries to hit the ring to help. They all get leveled, and then the Young Bucks hit the ring, and they they're like, "What guys? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" And then Pillman and Garris, what is his name? Griff Garrison. Griff Garrison. Yeah, I could not think of that yeah. name for a second. Griff Garrison. <laughs> Griff, Griff Garrison grabbed Kenny, and they expect them, the Young Bucks to hit him. But no. Matt Jackson hits the super kick, and Doc Gallows hits him with the other one with the belt. And the reason it wasn't a double super kick is because of Nick's injury. That's what mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier. That's what okay. it played into. Which kind of, it, kind of, it kind of seemed weird that it wasn't a double super kick, but that would be why, because he, he got hurt there. But I don't think it doesn't seem like it's a serious injury, but it was kind of a thing where it was kind of, it was kind of a let's take take the night the rest of the night off type of thing. Take it easy, take it easy. Yeah, and the, after they lay everybody out, they keep laying in the John Moxley and oh, Kenny <laughs> Kenny and the Good Brothers throw up the two sweet, and the Young Bucks reluctantly put it out too. And the last shot of the show was so perfectly framed; it was just a close shot on the. Five of their hands doing the two sweet with the AEW logo in the bottom corner. I do like that. Beautiful, man. I was fired up. I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> I love the Bullet Club, man. Shout out to the Biz Clips. The boys are back. The Super Elite has arrived because I don't think they're going to call them the Bullet Club. I want them to call it the Super Elite because that rules. But who do you think comes in and like stands with Moxley to. Because. You can't put varsity blondes. Oh, it's not going to be. I, I got the perfect. I want them to do blood and guts. Oh. 
Super Elite, Bullet Club, whatever you want to call them, against Moxley, Death Triangle, and Lance Archer. Damn. Perfect. You got that, it. That's a banger right there. That's. But what about the family, then? How do they get tied into it? I think that's just heels being heels. They, yeah, I think this. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, it's kind of hard. That's a, so maybe. Well, that's, maybe if Nick, you said there. Who who's who got injured? Nick, right? Nick, but I don't think it's a thing where he's going to be out long. Long, hopefully. Okay. I I'm not sure. But I I, I think they got to do blood and guts with this, right? Yeah, you would think. I I, I might kind of I might retract that statement because I don't know if. Ray Phoenix will survive a war games match. This man, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He, he might do something a little too crazy. It's, you, you remember? They yeah, dive off the top. You remember uh, what they call it? Escalera de la Verte. They yeah. that match was very dangerous. Don't put that yes. man in a double cage. <laughs> a cage destroyer from the top of the ladder, not safe. Yeah, it was sick though. <laughs> it was sick. It definitely popped me. I was on my feet. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> and speaking of the crowd going wild, let's go on to a wild show from NXT. Wild dish. There was some good stuff on here. We got it. It was a another special episode. New Year's Evil is what it was called. And it opened Ooh. up with Dexter Lemus doing some weird stuff. I don't know what he was doing. Ooh. <laughs> But the first match of the show was a banger. They beat the hell out of each other. Damian Pierce against Killer Cross, man. This was, it was a really fun match. I liked this a lot. What did you think of it? Yeah, I I had super high hopes for this match because I really liked both of these guys, and I didn't like as much as I wanted to. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't I don't know if it was, like, in my head, a Styles clash. It kind of was, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I wanted more from the, like I I want to say I expected more because yeah. I didn't do anything that I you know bad in my eyes. I just I don't know. I I can't explain it. But to me, it was just kind of a middle of the road match. Put it that way. This match seemed perfect. It seemed like Damian Priest's last NXT match to me. It seemed oh, like okay. a it seemed like a match to write him off because the finish was sick. This man hit him with a nasty forearm to the back of the head and hit him with the Doomsday Saito, and he's like, all right, good night. <laughs> That yeah, forearm right. looked disgusting too. He's he laid that one on him. <laughs> yeah, and he had to come back and win. Like, there's no way. Yeah, you can't win for sure. Yeah, it was, it was it was a fun match. So I liked it. But next, we saw the Dusty Classic being announced. Finally, we've been talking about this for weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or actually, no, it was announced. It was announced last week, I think. But the yeah. the, te- the the teams that were announced for it, which the the ones that popped me most was August Gray and Kurt Stallion being a team in there. A big, big Kurt Stallion guy right here. Yeah, Kurt Stallion is dope. I'm very excited to see him get on TV. But it was, every other uh, tag team you expect to be in there is in there. We don't got to write it all down. <laughs> yeah, right. The rest of the NXT yeah, tag so. teams. But uh, next, we got an Adam Cole, Bebe promo on uh, Breezango about their match next week. And he, I hope Breezango, I, I don't know. Do you think Breezango wins his match? No, right? I hope not. I don't know. I, they, I don't know. We'll why see. do you say that? Why do you make? Why do you? Why you hesitate? Because I would automatically assume that UE wins. They they've been pushing Breezango heavily lately. They put they put him over uh, Undisputed Era last time they fought, didn't they? I feel uh, like they I feel no, like the last they time they fought was um, 
I think it was Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, wasn't it? Maybe I don't know. I think you're right. I don't know. I, yeah. I just I had I don't know. For, I have a sneaky suspicion that Breeze Angle is going to win, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm a I'm a big Tyler Breeze fan though. Just like on his like outside of the ring stuff, that is hilarious. If you ever watched, yeah, it I up. think Tyler Breeze and, and Fandango are both great wrestlers. Yeah. And I know they help train and shit too. I think. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I'd rather I just want to see him change up the gimmick. I feel that for sure, for sure. But uh, next, we got an NXT Cruiserweight title match, Grand Metalik against Santos Escobar. See, this was the opposite of the opening match for me because I expected low bar on this, and it really blew me away. It, I, it blew my expectations away. Yeah, this was really fun. Apparently, they're former tag partners. Oh, and, that makes sense. That's why it was it was so cool. But yeah, this was a really fun match. Um, they did. A whole lot of lucha spots, but yep. in the end, Santos Escobar hit the Phantom Driver, and that was it. That's it, baby. But yeah, man, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the NXT Cruiserweight Championship in the next the, the next little segment we got going. <laughs> but next, we saw uh, Mercedes Martinez promo talking about Io Shirai saying she wants the title, and that that'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope that match happens, and that ma- I think that match will be really really fun. Yeah, see, I'm surprised it didn't happen on this show, given the spot of the thatcher and oh yeah we should mention that that timothy thatcher and tomaso Champa's fight pit match was supposed to be on this show but he got pulled because of an injury to thatcher apparently mm-hmm. well yeah that, it was I, I think when mercedes and eo happen it's gonna be a banger mercedes martinez has not gotten to show what she can do yet and she is one of my favorite i've been seeing mercedes martinez wrestle for so long i i the f- those first few Shimmer shows, she, her and uh, Sarah Del Rey were putting on bangers. Shout out to Sarah Del Rey. Shout out to Death Ray one time. Death nice. Ray Army. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think that match will be really fun. But speaking of a really fun woman match, not really the match itself, but I think the Xia Li repackage is crazy as hell. She looks insane. She looks sick. <laughs> she looks wild. Yeah, we were all a little... Um, what's the word? Uh, reserving judgment. Yeah. Like, and then as the promos kept coming and they were getting their ass beat more and more for some reason. We still don't know. I mean, I still don't really know anything more than them being beat down and, and kind of built back up to yeah. some fucking squashers. So that's cool. It, she looks sick and she's got new music and she's, she's got the crazy, whoever that is standing on this, like sitting in the throne on the stage, looking insane. Bowling like, out here. Doing the fucking martial arts shit with like spikes. Yeah, so sick. She came out looking crazy, and was she cool. was kicking this girl in her, her head so hard. Catalina Cortez, I think that was her name, right? Uh, Katrina Cortez. Whatever her name is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry yeah. about your damn luck and your name. She got kicked very hard many times, and she the last kick. Dude. She ate the fuck out of that. <laughs> about to say that that that, that trouble in paradise type kick she said all right i'm gonna throw it's my first back match at the repackage i'm about to kick you in the mouth sorry i'll apologize later (laughs) good night take that mask (laughs) off your face dude they they showed it in slow motion too and that's how you know it hit because she put that right on her kicked it right in the mouth it was nasty (laughs) it was it was fun though next we got a very strange bronson reed promo i don't know he, he says yeah, that it was odd. It was very odd. He says he's gonna have a colossal, colossal year though, so we'll see about that. 
And next yeah. we got a really, really fun match, man. Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez talking about beating the hell out of each other. This was wild. <laughs> yeah, this was great. And this was the same kind of thing. And I didn't know this till I think last week when they, I don't know if it was last week or maybe they talked about it the, the week before. Maybe I just wasn't listening. But I guess these two are like best friends in real life. I did not know that either. So they gave a promo. I think they might have done it last week. Yeah, it, it was last week. And how they have matching tattoos, and they've traveled, yeah. and they come up together, and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, it's the old, you changed. Once you got big, and you wrestled the WrestleMania, now you changed, and you yep. sold out, you turned your back on me. Which I feel like is such a short um, angle. Like, they did it, in, like, quick. Yeah, they didn't mention that at all until last week, right. I don't think. But there's no buildup. The match didn't even need it, but I'm just it didn't, saying. No. You're going to put an angle to it. You waited a little late. Yeah, definitely. But this match was wild. Rhea was getting thrown around like crazy to start, man. She was. Raquel was dominating to start this match. Yes. The spot where Rip Rhea um, handcuffed Raquel to the fence and Raquel just ripped it right off was so sick. That was dope. <laughs> I'm like, damn, how she got it? Oh, never mind. She ripped it off. Okay. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, they fight to the back of Dakota Kai comes out of nowhere, does a suck it tonk and does <laughs> suck it taunt and does a Santana off a like road case onto a table. Yeah, it's so random. Very <laughs> like, random. <laughs> she said, "Suck it." And she just, <laughs> I don't know why she did that. <laughs> Probably Hunter, like, hey, just go out there and uh, tell her suck it, and then jump a Santana. She's like, "Hey, Sean, it's gonna pop you. Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> And, and I don't know. It was funny though, because especially after the fact that <laughs> the Cody guy gets, gets put in a locker and just left there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Rhea hits a DVD into the LED sign on the ramp, but I thought it was dope. It looked nasty. <laughs> it looked really. That looked like it did not feel good. <laughs> no, it definitely looked like she just went boop right on the head. Yeah, she hits the Raquel hits the pup hound, pup handle power bomb through the stage, which was wild <laughs> that was the only that was a great i felt like that was a good way for it to end you know? i thought so too but uh raquel ended up winning by barely making it up before the 10 count which i i, I knew i kind of figured this would be the way they went with it mm. and then the uh the way you get a police escort to the venue for some reason i don't know what that, might, that had to be a reference to like a movie or something i don't know why else they would have that like i have no fucking clue but it was just to celebrate Johnny's breaking the curse. Is that yeah, what it was? They, they just broke the curse and then they announced that him and Austin are being the uh, Dusty Cup. And then Shotzi interrupts and attacks. The Casita comes down and also Dexter Loomis just decides to ring the bell because he's the, the master of ceremonies for the for this show, I guess. Uh, Kushida and Shotzi worked really well together. I thought this was fun. Shotzi Blackheart needs to stop doing that. No, she doesn't need to stop doing it, but she. She has zero. She just has reckless abandon, like Ray Phoenix on Suicide Dives. Oh, it, dude, like it's she lands on her neck so much. <laughs> you don't, as Dusty would always say, you don't do shit. You don't know how to do. And I, it's not even. I don't think she knows how to do it. She just always does it with such reckless abandon that I don't know what it is. She always lands on her neck. Like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you get land on your neck every time, and it looks like you're gonna break your fucking neck every time. Maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah, it was it was scary. There's so many times. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> yeah, for real. Austin and Indy get handled pretty easily while they when they try to interfere. And wait, 
Candice is not injured anymore. She wrestled in this match. <laughs> we, yeah. were talk- we were talking about this earlier. I was like, she's wrestled in a while. She wrestled, literally they wrestled in this match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I forgot. We, we both blanked on that. That's funny. But, <laughs> of course, Kushida gets the win here, which is awesome. Kushida rules. Classic tag. He's he's the, the uh, perennial tag team wrestler. He wins all his tag team matches, what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, he deserves better, bro. Yeah. But uh, after this, they <laughs> announced a Valentine's Day takeover. Which... St. Valentine's Day Massacre? They didn't call it that, which I'm pissed they did because that name yeah. rules. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would. That's literally since, like it's literally on the day. Why would you not call it that? Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like a huge missed opportunity, but hey. I, what what can, what do I know? But one thing I do know is this main event. These dudes just love to hurt each other. <laughs> yes. Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor for the NXT title. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it starts off with a lot of cool catch wrestling stuff, but well, the spot that kicks it off is... I can't even describe this, this, this without cringing. You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Kyle O'Reilly biting the rope and Finn Balor just kicking it so hard. Dude, it looked like it hurt. And the thing is, I think Kyle was supposed to like let go at one point, but he got stuck on it, and it looked like he just broke his damn jaw. It looked so painful. Ugh. They yeah, showed it. They were going for there. This was very much like um, Walter and uh, Dragnoff, where he like used the neck as a body part to work. But this time it was the jaw. The jaw. It's like, how do you work a jaw? Like, they did it. You, you you broke my jaw. It's my turn. <laughs> right, right. It was brutal, man. And Finn was working the jaw. Kyle was working the arms. But in the end, dude, there was. A kick that caught Finn on his eyebrows that split him wide open, man. He yes. is, ooh, they these dudes. I love this type of wrestling. Just like they're gonna fight. That's <laughs> it was a fight, right. man. It was just a straight fight, and I loved it. But in the end, Finn was a, with the, was a submission targeting the jaw, which I thought was a really cool. That's what it was, right? The finish. Yes, I thought that's really unique and just perfect storytelling. I, I thought that was a really cool way to do it. I'm really disappointed Kyle didn't win just because I hate to see Kyle O'Reilly lose two title matches in a row, but it's so that it's they're showing that he's a, he's a, one of the guys that will be leading this brand for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And I know we talked about it, like why do a second match and him lose? So I don't really know where they're going with that. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure either. Yeah. And as the match went on, I kind of I was like, I don't think he's going to win this. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know why you do a second match and not give it to him. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I guess we will see. But that was NXT New Year's Evil. And let's go across the pond for some NXT UK. We switched up the order this week because I wanted to talk about this last because we talked about the NXT other Cruiserweight title match. So I felt like it would make sense to throw these back to back. Yeah, right. <laughs> So we're going across the pond to NXT UK. So we get a opening match. Uh, it's a number one contender match for the NXT UK women's title, which Kaylee Ray possesses. And we get Ginny versus Piper Niven. Okay. That sounds like a banger. Yep. It was. It was a great match. Um, I'll say great match. It was a good match. Jenny gets the win here because they're they're definitely pushing the fuck out of her. And this was a grudge match, obviously, for yeah. her cost and uh, the hardcore match. Exactly. So Jenny gets the win there, so she's the number one contender. Um I forget the guy's name, but there was a guy who came out and distracted 
Piper Niven. Don't know the connection there. So, and I don't recall the guy's name. So that's (laughs) better. Uh, Then we get a pretty deadly promo. They're talking trash about Gallus, the Gallus boys. On top. So they'll probably get a match next week or in the future for maybe for the titles. Who knows? Then we get a a uh, a a for Valkyrie who is like I don't know what the gimmick is. Um, something to do with crows and birds. A non-sting like crow gimmick. Oh, is is she kind of like um Elena Black sort of like this? Kinda, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. She's like a big feather plume uh, boa yeah. comes out with. Uh, she got like this cool like gothic yeah. package deal. So she's been. It's not like the, it was almost like she was going to debut type of video package, which she already wrestled like two or three times. <laughs> Maybe they're going to be pushing her. We don't know. Um, we got like five, four or five like promos back to back here. So just really, yeah. So we get that video package, and we get a Tyler Bate promo talking about how him losing to A Kid isn't. Um, you know, he's going to learn from it and get better from that. You know, he sees it as a. Um, a gain more than a loss. So. Okay. Then immediately after that, we get a Sam Gredwell promo where he talks shit on the Tyler Bate promo and how he's just like, <laughs> That's sick. You know, fuck <laughs> you and blah, blah, blah. so there'll probably be a match. So my guess is Tyler Bate or Sam Gredwell is going to job to Tyler Bate pretty much. Sounds about right. So then we get uh, another Supernova sessions with Noam Dar and. This was with Ben Carter. So Ben Carter was the guest on this episode of the Let's Super Bowl session. The prodigy of pro wrestling. Say what? The prodigy of pro wrestling. Exactly. But he announces him as um, Ben Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> so then he comes out and he's being like the nice guy. Like, my name's not Ben Carpenter. It's Benjamin Carter. You know, um, I'm here to, you know, I know there's a lot of talent. This is the best talent in the world. So I came here to NXT UK to do all that. You know, he gives that spiel. He says, I'm going to give my in-ring debut next week and I can't wait. I hope I, you know, I can wrestle with somebody good. And then the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin comes out, challenges him. He says, why wait till next week? Why don't we do it tonight in the main event? And um, so there you go. And then the general manager, see, I'm I'm torn on general managers being a thing because you can just say, they don't have to always come on camera and be like, I approve of this match. You can, <laughs> I already talked to him. He said, yeah. the on. so that's what happened. So okay. our main event for the night is going to be Jordan Devlin versus Benjamin Carter for the NXT UK title. Huge debut for NXT Benjamin Carter. Cruiserweight title. Yeah. The real one. It is technically the real one. Yeah. Right. So then we get a Kaylee Ray promo on Ginny talking oh. about, Talking trash, like you know, have what it takes to beat me, and blah, 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 that type of stuff. So that'll be a great match, actually. That that'll be a really good match. I'm excited to see that. I'm definitely gonna check that one out, and I'm also gonna check out this Benjamin Carter match you're gonna be talking about. Yes. So before we get there, we gotta get to your your guy, Saxon Huxley. Oh, the big dog. Let's go. He's gonna wrestle Dave Mastiff, big boy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Mastiff gets a win here. It was a decent big man match. I'm not, I mean, we always put, for some reason, we always put over Saxon Huxley based on his name. 
I don't know what his fucking gimmick is. He's just kind of like a wild man, I guess. I still have uh, never seen this man once, but that's not a guy. He's crazy. <laughs> this dude he's rules. A guy. And I don't know what he's just very tall and yeah, his gimmick is he just is crazy, I guess. I don't need to see one of his matches. That's my guy. <laughs> don't, don't ever watch one of his matches. Just put keep putting them over. I'm gonna that's 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 the gimmick. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they were pushing him for a little bit, but Massive gets the win, like I said. So we'll see. Then we get a Walter versus a kid promo for next week. So Ooh, that yes. <laughs> that's gonna be a banger. A kid's about to get his ass beat. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if it's for the. I think it might be like. You NXT UK title on the line. I think I saw a graphic for it saying it was. Okay. Because I felt like if it wasn't on the line, then it could made up stand stood a chance. Yeah. And I don't think so now. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna win it. Both. On the line. So we'll see next week. Then we get our main event. Jordan Devlin, the Irish Ice versus Benjamin Carter, the prodigy. So this match was fucking awesome. Of course, how could it not be? Yeah, this is that's an obvious thing. Benjamin Carter looked amazing. Like this is his debut, obviously, and he didn't. And what I've seen of him live and stuff you've showed me, he's got he does more high fly spots. He actually did the spot where in the Ace Austin Blake Christian match where he did a backflip, landed in the Scorpion Death drop and just hit it on the ramp the, the aj style spot exactly the phenomenal the phenomenal phenomenal jesus christ phenomenal <laughs> what, did call, what did he call that phenomenal flatliner i don't remember what it was right. that sounds about right yeah so he hit the hits that on the ramp um there was a spot where devlin does this move where he takes the guy when he's laying down and pulls him by one arm yeah, the Devlin side is his finish. Exactly. So when he did that, he pulls Benjamin Carter up. Benjamin Carter jumps, like, goes, shoots over his head, and he hits a code red. It goes into a code red. Oh, wow. Like, it was, like, insane. I'm like, how did he even do that? Like, fucking nuts. Uh, Devlin puts in the cloverleaf, which I love. I love when he does that. It's so fitting for him. Yeah. But it wasn't enough uh, for – Oh, wait. Yeah, it was enough for, for Jordan Devlin. He actually gets the win here. He hits him finally with the, with the, what'd you call it? What was the suplex? The Devlin side. Devlin side. Yep. Hits him with that, gets the pin and the win. So he retains the cruiserweight title. And, and Benjamin Carter lost, but he still got a good shine from it. You know, yeah. he didn't look bad in the end. So you can I'm tell sure. they have big plans for him. Definitely. Definitely. This was the best Jordan Devlin match since being back. Like NXT UK being back for sure, hands down. Shout out to Benjamin Carter, man. That's a guy who I literally went from seeing in an AAW dark match to being on NXT UK in a main event. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought this. I bought a, a wrist a wristband off of Benjamin Carter for two dollars because he went around begging everybody to buy one, and I was like, "Hey, man, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. Here's your here's your two bucks." And look at him now. It's insane. Now he's fucking. Doing a code red. Yeah, shout shout to Benjamin Carter. He seems like a really a really humble guy from the short conversation I had with him that day. Nice, nice. But yeah, man, that's NXT that you care for this week. I'm excited for next week. I'm definitely gonna check that. I might check that match out tonight. Uh, it's a short. It's not too long of a match either, so it's quick. 
I might check that out tonight. But uh, speaking of match, we're going to go back in the time machine. And we had to go back and watch a Brody Lee match. Just to play some tribute to the big man. One of the best big men ever. As Like I said on the uh, Go Home Awards. Um, we went back to 2008, September 7th. Chikara Pro Wrestling. The big rig Brody Lee taking on Claudio Castagnoli in a steel cage match. <laughs> And of course, referee in this match was none other than Bryce Ramsberg. <laughs> With a lot more hair. Yeah, definitely a lot more hair. <laughs> well, I'm there right now. Goddamn. <laughs> what do you think of this one? And this is my first Chikara match, and what a great match. You got the crimson mask. Oh, yeah. And like a cage match that's not uh, pretty much WWE or, or anything like that. It always seems kind of sketchy. Yeah, I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually like that. And the first thing they did, I think, was – I can't remember if it was Claudio or Brody Lee, whoever did it, but they did a belly-to-belly suplex into the cage. Oh, like, it, looked, it was brutal, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, Claudio took Claudio it. did it, yeah. He, he took went, it, like, yeah. top of the cage and then, like, slid down. Damn. And I'm like, oh, man, he had to cut his back up or something with that. Before that, though, the first move of the match, Claudio does a suicide dive out the door of the ring, out the door of the cage, which yes. is, I've never seen that in my life. And I thought that was so cool. So crazy because it's such a small space. And that's such like, a big dude. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. Like, wow. And it's crazy to see these guys, how young they were then. Yeah. Where they are. Well, you know what I mean? Like where they've been now and like, like uh, just. It was like a diamond's. Diamonds in the rough. They didn't know what they had. Yeah. Dude, the giant swing from Claudio into the cage on Brody was nuts. He flung this man so hard. And that's what busted him open because he did the giant swing and said, all right, time to go. Boom, into the right. cage. <laughs> it was <laughs> brutal. Yeah, he, at first, I thought he gigged while he uh, was getting swung. But when you look closer, it was literally on top of his head. He just got, he literally just hit the cage really hard. He was bleeding from the top of his head. <laughs> hard way yeah he definitely got hard way there it was insane man uh dude the press slam claudio did into the cage was insane too because that Brody lee is a big dude to be press slamming and he threw this man like a sack of potatoes he it was yeah. brutal like you said the, the sketchy so cage yeah dude claudio is one of the strongest men in wrestling ever he's so underrated rated, dude if, if you don't know i probably should have said this claudio Castagnoli is cesaro for those who don't know he's cesaro in the wb right now the world's str- second strongest man <laughs> yep, exactly ne- next to jeff Cobb. oh shit. sorry sorry mark <laughs> in the knee yeah he, he he don't got it no more he's <laughs> but man this this patch is insane uh bright bryce gets ref bumped and claudio hits a big pump kick but there's no ref for the count Bryce gives up. He uh, Claudio hits the recall bomb for two. I was like, oh, I thought that was it, dude. Discless lariat into a power bomb into the cage into a jackknife from Brody is an insane combination. It was so <laughs> sick, dude. And I don't. Maybe you could fill me in. Like you told me who Larry Sweeney was. Who? What was going on there with the running? So Larry Sweeney was even in that uh, ROH show we watched that never made air yet because my computer's stupid <laughs> larry sweeney technology <laughs> larry sweeney was with claudio there too and they've always been or you know he was against claudio there actually because he was he was yes. a hero there he was with hero there but uh he's always had a relationship with claudio dating back to the takara days and 
they they kind of he kind of just always had his back. And once he saw Brody Lee calling down for, I don't remember the guy who Brody Lee called out for to bring him the chain was, but Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney came out and hit him with the Sweet and Sour elbow. Said, "Get out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, dude, he hits the big rig big rig boot. And it was only for two, and I was like, "Oh, that, that was that was the finish." And then after that is when he called for the guy to bring the chain in. And dude, this was insane. Brody Lee and, and Claudio are both on the top. Brody gets knocked down, and Claudio can climb out at this moment, but he decides not to. And I don't. I'm watching like, what is this man about to do? This man does a European uppercut off the top of the cage. Sketchy <laughs> cage. It was insane. This dude is like six <laughs> ten. Flying European uppercut off the top of the cage. Like, do you know how like accurate you have to be to European uppercut somebody when you're flying from twenty feet up, six feet above them? It, it was like a 12, 15 to twenty feet cage, is what they said. Jesus, that, okay, that, that, so might, yeah. that, might, that might be gimmick, but I don't know. It looked pretty tall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're uppercutting someone that you're feet above feet above but yeah how do you uppercut from below, above <laughs> it makes, it's crazy it doesn't <laughs> they broke physics for god's sakes it was insane he laid it on him too like it was yeah it was a stiff uppercut and then he hits him with a huge ricola bomb for the yeah. win he he cranked it up he said i'm gonna hold you up here and i'm gonna drop you down and claudio ended up picking up the win here man this is so good it's just one match in the many matches in Brody Lee's career that shows how good he's always been. Yeah. This is probably what honestly helped him get to WWE, I would assume. This and his ROH run. His ROH run is really, really good, too. I would, we, could, we should definitely end up watch, watching, even on our own time, we should watch some of those ROH uh, Brody Lee matches. He had some a banger with Necro Butcher back in the day. Oh, God. That he worked. He worked with the age of the fall a little bit. So he like Jimmy Jacobs, Tyler Black, all of them. They, he was kind of in with that crew a little bit. Okay. No, I'm saying like Necro Butcher and him, that seemed like a perfect pairing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Beating the hell out of each other. Oh, 100%. And they, they, they did. <laughs> I'd like somebody to hit Necro Butcher in the head right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's neither here nor, nor there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Get it away. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's. Uh... That was the match of the week, and once again, R.P. to Brody Lee. It's been sending ripples to the rest of the community. It's still, what, two, three weeks later, it's still insane to think about. But Taking too soon. That's absolutely, right. but his, uh, his legacy is left behind in a huge way, definitely. But yeah, man, uh, I think that's all we got for this week. Is there anything else you want to get into before we get out of here? Nope. The floor is yours. Well, I think that's all we got. So before we get out here, where can they find you on social media? Oh, I'm on Instagram, XNABX219. And I'm on the Twitter, at FatXTony. What about you? Well, you can find me on the Twitter and Instagram at, I almost said Twitter.com. At Burning Hammered on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my band on Twitter and Instagram at KarmaMWHC. K H A R M A M W H C. You got a record out called Most Dangerous Game. It's been out for two months, three months, two months now, I guess. And coming up on two months. And response has been great, also, still. But one of the better things of 2020, I would say. Yeah, appreciate that. We're going to keep it coming. I already, I already been writing new stuff constantly. Yeah. So 
we ain't done yet, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find the show on Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Facebook.com backslash the Go Home Show. Shoot us an email over at the Go Home Show Pod at gmail.com. Make sure you're leaving a uh, five star review on Apple. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, you use Spotify, you can still go over on Apple. Leave a review just because why not? Yeah, why not? Give us a damn review. Show, show us some love. Uh, shout out to somebody on Instagram who said that this podcast was one of the best things that happened in 2020. I forget who it was. I, Chris. I, 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 Chris is his name? Yeah. Shout out to Chris. I believe he's Chris Housen on Twitter as well. Chris Housen, that's a real shout out to Dan Housen. Love that, Dan Housen. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Love Shout that out to Chris. Chris. Appreciate love, it. Love that Chris Housen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate all the love everybody's been showing. Uh, we took that week off. Now we're back with the, the regularly scheduled programming, and we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the big boys do a podcast, huh? Listen to the adjective. Podcast. Po- <laughs> po- yeah. <laughs> it's even worse than when you say podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's all we got for this week, so... Hope everybody's being safe out there in the crazy times we're living in still. And uh still, fuck. Yeah, still. We'll be back with next week with uh New Year's Smash Night 2, some NXT, some NXT UK, Walter versus the A-Kid, Impact. They got their, their big go home show. Actually, by this time this airs uh next weekend, next Saturday is hard to kill Impact, which is the uh Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Motor City Machine Guns and Red Swan. So that's that's gonna be real fun. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So that'll be that's on the 16th. So make sure you guys check that out because we're gonna be talking about that for sure. Definitely. But yeah, man, hope everybody's being safe out there, wearing masks, staying social distant, washing your hands, all that good stuff. And uh Black Lives Still Matter ain't never gonna stop. Yes, sir. And with that being said, from Jordan and my homie Nick. Ooh. We getting out of here. It's time to go home.